Do you feel if, if God is ignoring you or if he doesn't hear your prayers? Well, today I wanna give you five keys that can give you the confidence and the insurance to know that God does hear you. start off with a story in the Bible that kind of gives a good example of this, of an individual who, you know, didn't really know God or felt like God wasn't listening to them or didn't hear their prayers. And we can find it in Genesis chapter 16. It's a story about Hagar. And there's a time, you know, where she was being mistreated by Sarah because of some things that had happened between Sarah, Abraham and herself. And she was Sarah's servant and Sarah had started becoming jealous of her. So it starts in Genesis 16:5. It says, Then Sarah said to Abraham, My wrong be upon you. I gave my maid into your embrace. And when she saw that she had conceived, I became despised in her eyes. And the Lord judged between you and me. So Abraham said to Sarai, Indeed, your maid is in your hand. Do to, you, do to her as you please. And when Sarai dealt harshly with her, she fled from her presence. Now the angel of the Lord found her by a spring of water in the wilderness and by the spring on the way to Shur. And he said, Hagar, Sarai's maid, where have you come from and where are you going? And she replied to him, she said, I am fleeing from the presence of my mistress, Sarah. And the angel of the Lord said to her, return to your mistress and submit yourself under her hand. Then the angel of the Lord said to her, I will multiply your descendants exceedingly so that they will not be counted so that they will not be counted for multitude. And the angel of the Lord said to her, behold, you are with child and you shall bear a son and you shall call his name Ishmael because the Lord has heard your affliction. And I want to kind of pause right there because he's talking about, he said, the Lord has heard your affliction. And if you break down, you know, the word, the name Ishmael, it means God, the God who hears or El Shammah. He is the God who hears. And later in that passage, we can see how Hagar then begins to praise God because she says, you are the God who sees. So we can see just in this passage that, you know, she was going through a rough time. She was being mistreated by an individual in her life and she was feeling pretty down and out. But God still heard her and God still saw what she was going through and sent help and deliverance. And I want to encourage you today that God will hear you. He hears you. He is El Shammah, the God who hears. And we've got to make sure that we can take encouragement in that and understanding, you know, that God will hear us. However, there are some things we can do that will turn God's ear away from us that will stop him from hearing our, our prayers, that will stop him from answering our prayers, not because he wants to, but because of things that we do or things that we are doing that are incorrectly. And that's where I wanna get into these five keys today. So the first key is the key of humility. When we are praying to God, we've got to make sure that we are humble in what we're asking, we are humble in how we present ourselves to him. And we can see this spoken through the Bible in 2 Chronicles 7:14. It says, "If my people who are called by name by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land." 
So what was the prerequisite to what they needed to do before God heard them? They had to humble themselves. James 4, 6, it says, but he gives more grace. For this reason, it says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. If you want God to hear you, if you want to know and have that confidence that he is hearing your prayers, you've got to make sure that you come to him humbly. And when I say humbly, I'm not coming from the you know, perspective of like, woe is me, I'm a little worm. I don't deserve to come before God. I don't deserve to ask for these things. I'm such a sinner. You know, not that kind of misconception of what people think humility looks like. Because the Bible tells us that we should, in Hebrews 4.16, it says that we should approach the throne of God with boldness, the throne of grace with boldness before God. But the humility aspect is looking at yourself from an honest perspective. And, you know, with an honest assessment, like, look, this is how it is. This is where I'm at. This is what's going on, you know, and being honest and upright about it. Humility is accepting the truth about yourself. And sometimes this can be hard because nobody really wants to look at their own flaws and mishaps. Nobody wants to reevaluate, you know, things in their life to look at your life and say, hey, is there an area that I'm missing it? Is there an area where I might be doing something wrong? You know, and we can see a great example of this in 2 Kings 22, 18. Because what had happened was beforehand, the Israelite, the king and the Israelite people had fallen away from God. They forgot his commandments and they were living in like total sin, worshiping other gods, all kinds of stuff. In 2 Kings twenty-two eighteen, there's a passage and it says here, But as for the king of Judah, who sent you to inquire of the Lord, and in this manner you shall speak to him. Thus says the Lord God of Israel, concerning the words which you have heard. Because what had happened was the king had just discovered the books of the law. He just discovered again, all the instructions that God had given the Israelite people. And he realized that they were doing things wrong. And it said that he tore his clothes and he, he remorsed for it. And he, he mourned for it, put on sackcloth and ashes and said, we've been wrong and changed it. And, and, then, and then it says, because your heart was tender and you humbled yourself before the Lord, when you heard what I spoke against this place and against its inhabitants, that they would become a desolation and a curse, and you tore your clothes and wept before me, I also have heard you. So why did he hear him? Because he humbled himself and he came with a repentant heart. You know, a lot of times, sometimes if we're addressed with correction or God's trying to, you know, bring some change in our life, we like to think of all kinds of excuses to vindicate our behavior. You know, this king could have been like, well, I didn't know what was going on. They never told me. My dad never raised me this way. We believe this and this and this. All the other people are doing this. I'm just following the other people. Like excuse after excuse after excuse could have come pouring out of this king's mouth. But he humbled himself because he realized, hey, wait, something's off. I know what something's off. And then he repented to make the change for it. And that's the second part. We need to make sure that we are repentant. Just as in Second Chronicles, that was the second instruction. Humble yourselves and pray. Seek my face and turn from your wicked ways and I will hear you. So that's the first thing we need to make sure we do is that we humble ourselves before God and we make any correction in our life where we need to make correction if sin's running rampant in an area or something's really, you know, off that you know is off. You know, I'm, you know then just confess, say, hey, look, I messed up. You know, God, forgive me because the Bible tells us he's quick to forgive. The next thing is obedience. Psalm 66, 17 through 20. 
It says, I cried to him with my mouth and he was extolled with my tongue. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me, but certainly God has heard me. He has attended to my voice of my prayer. Blessed be God who has not turned away from my prayer nor his mercy from me. So the next thing is if we are living a life fully in sin, you know, how we want to do it, rather than following God's commands and instructions, it says that he will not hear us. In verse 18 of that, Psalm 66, 18, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. So we've got to make sure that we stay obedient to God's commandments and his instructions and we're living out a way that's, le- that's pleasing to God. John 9, 31, it says, we know that God does not listen to sinners, but if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, God listens to him. So obedience is another very, very important key when it comes to knowing and having confidence that God will hear our prayers. You know, and if you, you know, look at yourself and and say, hey, I am living obedient. I am doing the things. I am doing the work of the Lord. I am staying faithful. Good. Then you can have the confidence to know that God will hear you. Psalms 34, 7 tells us when the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. So God will hear you. And we can know that we are righteous before God because 2 Corinthians 5, 21 tells us that God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So through Jesus Christ, through accepting him as our Lord and Savior, through you know, repentance and humility, and when we come to God with that, that attitude and we come to God through the blood of Jesus Christ, we can know that we are righteous and that he will hear our prayers. The third key to making sure that God will hear us when we pray is asking correctly. I think this can be a big one and this is probably maybe the biggest reason I believe that most Christians don't receive what they're praying and believing for. So the first thing when it comes to asking correctly, we can find in 1 John 5, 14. It says, this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. According to what? His will, then he will hear us. So we've got to make sure that our prayers are lining up with the will of God, that they're godly, that they're good, that they're pure. If you can find it in the Bible, then God wants you to have it. It's as simple as that. That includes healing, that includes deliverance, that includes blessings, prosperity in your life. You know, that's the good news, the whole point of the gospel so that we could have those things. If it's praying for gifts of the Spirit, praying to walk out full, fuller in the fruit of the Spirit, praying to understand God, His Word, to get revelation in His Word, to get wisdom. All of those things are things that God wants us to have. So if we know His will according to His Word, when we ask, we know He'll hear us and He'll do it for us. It says, so if we know that He hears whatever we ask, we know that we have whatever we asked of Him. You know, the second thing we've got to make sure. So make sure, number one, when you ask correctly, it's got to be the will of God. Number two, James 4, 2 through 3. It says, you lust and you do not have, so you kill. You desire to have and cannot obtain, so you fight in war. Yet you do not have because you do not ask. And you ask and you do not receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it on your passions. So the next thing we've got to make sure when we're praying and believing things for God, why are you asking him for that? You know, is it for your own selfish desires? Is it so you can feel good? Is it to appease the nature 
of flesh, the nature of sin, or is it something that's gonna help others and benefit his kingdom? And I'm not saying it's bad to ask for things you need, you know, or, or things that you want, because the Bible tells us that he wants to give us the desires of our heart. But we've also got to make sure that the desires of our heart are pure and right and not something that's amiss to just satisfy our selfish desires in our life. Because if we pray, you know, for specific things like that, God's not going to hear you. John 14, 13 through 14, it says, I will do whatever you ask in my name that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. So what's the next thing to ask him correctly? Asking in the name of Jesus. We have to make sure we ask in the name of Jesus. We understand the authority that's been given to us. We place a demand on things and we command it in the name of Jesus, which is a name above every other name. You know, the highest name there is, the highest authority there is. So when we ask and when we pray to God, we know that he hears us. We know that he'll listen to us because we're righteous through faith. When we ask according to his will, he will answer. And when we speak in his name and ask in his name, he will do it. So those are the main things we've got to make sure we do. You know, John 16, 23 through 24, it says, In that day you will ask nothing of me. Truly, truly, I say to you, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. So God wants our joy to be full. He wants to hear our prayers. He wants to answer our prayers and he wants to give us the petitions of our heart. But we've got to make sure we're doing it correctly. And the last step for how to make sure God hears you is we've got to ask in faith. Matthew 21, 22 says, and whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. So that's the final key that we need to make sure we're using when it comes to praying to God. We've got to have faith. We've got to believe. Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. We've got to apply faith to our prayers. We've got to apply faith when we begin praying and talking to God so that when we believe in our heart, we will receive it. And again, I want to close with 1 John 5, 14 through 15, because this is the confidence. What's the confidence? Full assurance, full persuasion, without a doubt, complete and total faith that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he will hear us. So if you're praying something for God, go through. Is it in the Bible? Yes. And God's going to hear me. That's as simple as that. So if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that whatever we've asked, we have whatever we have asked of him. So if I'm asking something and I know it's his will, I know he said I can have it. I know he hears me because I'm the righteousness of Christ Jesus. Then I can ask in faith and expectancy and know I will have it. And that's how you can know that God will hear you and will answer your prayers. I hope this really helped you today, gave you some keys that you can use in your, your own personal life to have the assurance that God hears you. Again, thank you for watching. God bless.